Today we're continuing our mailbag segment with some more real-life scenarios to talk through. We're going to talk about rate increases on a claims-made policy, the best coverage options for medical director coverage, and how to set up malpractice insurance in a cost-effective way for a brand new practice on a budget. Stay tuned. Welcome to Malpractice Insights, the show dedicated to helping healthcare professionals understand medical malpractice insurance and providing you with the solutions you need so that you can get back to the work of practicing good medicine. My name is Jennifer Wiggins, CEO of Aegis Malpractice Solutions, and I'm so glad you've joined us today. All right, let's jump in. So question number one in the mailbag today says... Hello, I am a primary care provider in Ohio, and I just received notice for renewal, but it looks like my rate is going up pretty significantly. It's almost double what it was for my first year. I'd like to shop around and possibly make a change. Is this something you can help me with? Okay, so this is a doctor that I got the other day as a referral, um, and it's a little bit of an interesting situation. So she is only in her second year of practice, and she got an invoice for renewal, and the premium is double the cost. Now, quick little test for those of you who watch the podcast regularly. She is on a claims-made policy. It's her second year. So why would she have a premium increase? She has a premium increase because the claims made insurance policy doesn't stay the same rate. The first year, you're paying the lowest premium that you're going to pay on that claims made step. Then it increases second year, third year, fourth year, all the way up until the fifth year until you reach your mature premium. So she was in an unfortunate situation where she bought a claims made policy and probably wasn't told or wasn't explained how the coverage works. So a lot of times what happens is when doctors go and get quotes for malpractice insurance, they'll go to a carrier or or they'll go to an agent and they will just give them one price. And so the problem with that is if you're comparing, you know, a first year claims made premium, and then let's say they also give you an occurrence premium, you know, those rates look significantly different. And again, if you've watched the podcast for any number of episodes, you know that that occurrence premium looks really expensive compared to a first year claims made rate. But that's because the coverage is different. So occurrence premiums are high, but they stay at the higher rate every year pretty consistently. There's no major fluctuations in rate when you have an occurrence policy. But on that claims made form, that first year premium is really low but it's only low for the first year because the risk to the insurance carrier is pretty small for your first year in practice because that policy triggers based on when the claim is made against you. So you would have to have an adverse event happen and have a claim made against you within your first 12 months of practicing in order for there to be a claim against you in the first year. So again, the exposure to the carrier is a little bit lower in your first year, but obviously the longer you practice, the more that exposure increases to the company. And so the rate for the claims made policy starts low, but then it goes up every year for five years. Once you hit that fifth year number, then you're technically reached your mature price. And it's essentially what you'll pay every year after the fifth year going forward. 
So for this particular doctor, she reaches out saying that her premium has gone up. And the first thing I had to do was kind of explain to her how the claims made policy works. So that was answer number one, which her agent didn't very clearly explain that to her last year. In fact, they never even gave her prices for anything other than the first year premium. So she had no idea what to expect down the road. Now we are still going to market for her and there could be a carrier that's gonna be a little bit more cost effective for her, um, even though she's still in her second year. So we could possibly find something that's gonna be a better fit. But the most important thing with this and the lesson really is, when you get quotes for occurrence and claims made policies, particularly when you get claims made quotes, and if your first year coverage, you have to get an idea of what that rate is gonna look like next year and all the way up until it reaches that mature number. Otherwise, you like her will get caught off guard when you get that renewal quote and the price is double in price, so interesting conversation with her. All right, our second question in the mailbag says, Hi Jennifer, I am an emergency physician in Wyoming and I work full-time at the local hospital. I have a malpractice insurance policy through them. A startup med spa has reached out to me and asked if I would serve as their medical director. What kind of malpractice insurance do I need to get for this kind of work? I need some initial information before deciding if this is going to be a good fit for me. Okay, so I don't think we've talked a lot about medical director coverage on the podcast. So this can be taken care of a couple of different ways. First of all, you can get an insurance policy for just medical director work. And there are really three different ways that a carrier will quote you for medical director services. First, you have administrative duties only, and that's the most inexpensive, that's the cheapest um, classification for medical directors. So admin duties only means you have no patient contact at all. You're essentially just reviewing their processes. Um, You're probably not even signing off on charts. You're just giving general direction for how the practice should be run. Um, So admin duties only would be the cheapest way to get medical director coverage. The second tier up from that would be indirect medical care. So this would include the admin duties, but then it would also include signing off on charts, giving advice to a provider after a patient has already been seen, or giving, you know, again, um, secondary hand information or guidance on medical procedures or how to handle a particular incident. So indirect patient care would be the second tier, the second most expensive way to get medical director coverage. And obviously the third and the most expensive would be full direct patient care. So this would be if you're actually seeing patients, rendering procedures, um, doing direct patient care work in the clinic, then you can have coverage, which would cover you for the lower two levels as well, but it would also cover you for seeing patients in the medical clinic. So medical director policies, are, you know, they're reasonably priced. They're not as expensive as a full-blown malpractice insurance policy, but they're also not super cheap. So it's important that you really kind of compare your options and find one that's going to be as cost-effective as possible to make sure that that's going to be a lucrative venture for you. But one thing that I'll mention and what I mentioned to this medical director the other way, other day, was that You know, the best way to do it, the most inexpensive way to cover yourself for medical director duties is to get yourself covered underneath the med spa's policy. So if you're working for a med spa or another facility, most of the time those facilities will have corporate malpractice insurance. 
or at least they should have corporate malpractice insurance. And most facility policies will include coverage for medical directors. And it's generally all wrapped up into the same policy and it's issued on a shared limits basis. Now, does it give you your own individual policy with your own set of limits and then the practice has its own limits? No. So if you're really concerned about having your own individual coverage, then you probably do need to buy your own policy. But again, most facility policies will include coverage for medical directors at minimal cost, if anything. So the best way, the cheapest way to get covered for med director work is to get covered underneath the clinic's policy itself. So if you're in that situation, make sure you ask that question and see if you can simply just get endorsed onto their policy before you go through the motions of trying to find a policy on your own. So you can do it either way. Just know that one costs a little bit more than the other. All right, last question on, or in the mailbag, says, my partner and I are opening up a new occupational medicine office this fall, and we're looking for malpractice insurance options for ourselves and our practice. I will be working full-time, and my partner will only be working one day a week for now. We will also be hiring a nurse practitioner to join us in the near future. What's the best way to set up coverage for ourselves, our NP, and our practice? We're trying to keep pricing as reasonable as possible without sacrificing good coverage. Okay, so we've had a lot of conversations with startup practices lately, which is actually really exciting to see. Um, But one thing that I will mention is startup practices are in a really unique situation because they can really find a malpractice policy and start from the ground up by building the right policy at the right policy type and the right limits and the right structure so that going forward, it'll be a lot easier for you to scale. So for this particular practice, they have two providers. They have a full-time doctor, they have a part-time doctor, and then they have a third provider, I guess, their nurse practitioner that they're going to hire in the near future and then they wanna cover the corporation itself. So what's the most cost-effective way to insure a practice like that? Well, first and foremost, physicians and surgeons have to be individually covered. So that means we've gotta get a full-time policy for our full-time doctor, and then a part-time policy for our part-time doctor. So there's really no way around that. You have to get an individual insurance policy for each of those two doctors. In order to keep pricing as low as possible, you obviously want to make sure you're comparing occurrence and claims made and picking the policy type that's the right fit for you. But you also want to make sure you're taking advantage of all available premium discounts. So for the part-time doctor, make sure you're reporting the correct number of hours per week so that that way they can get as much of a discount as possible. So most carriers have two different tiers of part-time levels. It's 20 hours and then 10 hours are typically the two thresholds. So make sure you're reporting the right hours so that way you can get the appropriate discounts to keep those premiums as low as possible. For the third provider, so our nurse practitioner, there's a couple of different ways you can go about insuring them. So nurse practitioners can either get their own insurance policy or they can be covered underneath a medical corporation. So we also have a practice that needs to get coverage. So practices can be covered a couple of different ways as well. You can get a separate policy for the practice or you can have the practice covered underneath the doctors on a shared limit basis. Now, most carriers will allow a partnership practice. So if there's only two doctors, 
Most carriers will allow you to share policy limits with your corporation if you're two doctors or less. So you could get the full-time policy for the one doctor, the part-time policy for the second doctor, and then you could just cover the practice underneath them on a shared limits basis, and that would be free. And then the nurse practitioner, you'd have to get a separate policy for her on her own. So that's option one. But the second option would be full-time policy for the one doctor, part-time policy for the second doctor, and then get a corporate malpractice policy for the entity and don't get a separate insurance policy for the nurse practitioner. Now, why can you get away with that? Because that corporate malpractice policy acts as like an umbrella, and it covers any non-physician providers that are working at the practice on a shared limits basis. So you could get that corporate policy, and then the nurse would just be covered underneath the corporation at no additional charge. So again, a few different ways to do it. So full-time, part-time with the nurse practitioner, with the corporation sharing, or full-time, part-time corporate policy with the nurse practitioner being covered underneath the corp. Basically, you just want to get it quoted both ways and try to figure out which way is going to be the most cost-effective way for you to set up the policy going forward. Now, I will tell you, in terms of scaling, it's usually better to just set it up as a corporate policy with the nurse practitioner covered underneath it, because if you hire any other providers going forward, maybe it's another NP or a PA or even an RN or any other type of medical personnel at the office, all of those providers can be covered underneath that corporation on a shared limits basis for no additional cost. So having that corporate policy in place, again, is kind of a nice little umbrella that would cover everybody and would allow you to scale without having to consistently buy a new policy every single time you add another staff member. So keep that in mind as maybe an option to consider. But again, price out both. Make sure you're working with an agent so that they can get you options from several different carriers. And of course, compare occurrence and claims made options. If you have any questions on these topics or you want to make sure that you're covered appropriately, Click the link in the description box below where you can connect with us via phone, email, or chat today. And if you're listening, please visit us online at aegismalpractice.com. That's A-E-G-I-S malpractice.com. And don't forget that our mailbag link is now live on our website. So if you have a question that you'd like me to answer here on the podcast, check out the link below where you can drop us a line and ask your question or schedule a quick 10-minute phone call for a personal consultation to discuss your unique insurance needs. This is Jennifer Wiggins. Thanks for joining us.